1: Micah Parsons could be even better in Mike Zimmer's defense we will explain why on this episode of locked on Cowboys podcast
2: you are locked on Cowboys your locked daily Dallas on. Cowboys podcast part of the locked on podcast locked network your on. team every locked day
0: locked on. Locked locked on. Locked locked on on cowboys. locked on cowboys, locked on cowboys.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150. Bucks. If your bet wins, just visit FanDuel.com locked on to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we are discussing the Cowboys defensive line coming out of the 2023 season and what it looks like going forward. Landon, I want to start with Micah Parsons and this new defense because we've talked a lot about Mike Zimmer, what the defense is going to look like, the changes between Zimmer and Dan Quinn. Well, we really haven't uh, discussed enough about Micah Parsons fit in this defense. Do you think Zimmer can take him to the next level?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the the, the big question we've got, right. Is exactly how does, uh, you know, there's some things about the previous regimes defense that obviously worked very well. And and, and the way that Micah Parsons was deployed in that defense is, is a huge part of that. So I, I think, where we're excited about seeing some of the other fits in this defense. I think one of the ones we're kind of tentatively nervous about is how does Micah Parsons fit in all this because of how well he was operating inside of Quinn. Does he take a step back under this defense? I tend to think that he doesn't. I I, I think Zim is also a creative defensive play caller. I think you know look, if if anyone has kind of shown an ability to get linebackers into pass rush situations, it's Mike Zimmer, I mean, we created a whole defense on uh, attacking the a gaps with linebackers. So uh, I, I think it's it certainly isn't outside his capability of kind of scheming up opportunities for Micah Parsons. Uh, I, I think the question becomes is is, you know what how does that kind of percentage of we we spent so much time tracking you know his linebacker to defensive line play. How does that percentage kind of change in the Zimber defense? And, and, and does he play as much traditional defensive end at, you know, whatever he weighs, 252 or whatever, uh, which, you know, is, is, you know, kind of normally lighter than what you've traditionally seen at times uh, for, for Zim. So I tend to think that Parsons is a freak of nature and that, you know, he obviously has, has shown an, an ability to play at that position, uh, but but there may be a situation where, where Zim is interested in maybe moving him around even more than he has already.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of different things that you can do with Micah Parsons. As you mentioned, you can line him up in the A-gap. You can just let him be the the left defensive end and rush the quarterback all day. I actually feel pretty good about the way Zimmer's going to use mm-hmm. him because we've seen two interesting prospects in Minnesota the last, you know, well, I guess it's been a decade now, between – Daniil Hunter, who coming out of LSU was just a freak athlete, right? And Mike Zimmer turned him into a all world edge rusher. And then there was Anthony Barr who was an edge rusher at UCLA, who he turned into an off the ball linebacker. And maybe he didn't end up living up to however high he was drafted, but he ended up becoming a really important piece for that Minnesota defense. Micah Parsons is better than either of those players. So I think no matter where they line him up, he's going to be fine. Uh, but part of me does want to see him more just lined up over the A gap and creating mm. havoc because that's, I think that's when the Cowboys defense was as a team the most successful last year.
0: Well, any opportunity to get Micah Parsons the most direct route to the quarterback, I think, is yes. is valuable. And clearly, like we said, you know, uh, Zimmer is the the kind of grandfather of this mug defense where you you line the linebackers up on either A gap and just give that center fits trying to figure out who's coming, who's going. Right. Uh, So I, I do think that, you know, there's going to be lots of opportunity for Micah to do that, which means there's probably going to be opportunity for Micah to play natural off the ball linebacker as well, just the same as he did with Quinn. So I, I think it's just all about you know individual deployments and, and, and look, Micah Parsons is going to be a focus of this defense. I mean, I think they're going to oh, be yeah. trying to find ways yeah. to get him to f- get freed up and on the way to the quarterback. So, I'm not concerned about Michael Parsons' production dropping off. You know, if anything, he's gonna be a better player than he was this last year as, as he continues to grow. And I think Zim will, you know, fit him right where he needs to be in order to get after the quarterback.
1: Yeah, one of the problems I think Dan Quinn had, especially down the stretch, is because Parsons was so effective as a traditional edge rusher. He really didn't want to move him as the year went on, which I I understand. But you watch it in the playoff game. It's just too easy to double somebody when you know they're going to be lighting up at the same spot over and over. And I know there's this theory of, hey, if you can occupy two or sometimes even three blocks, that's great for your defense. But you're also letting a team take away your best player, right? And mm-hmm. listen, we, we went through this with Dez on the other side of the ball, right? Like the Cowboys mm-hmm. under the Jason Garrett era loved when teams would double Dez because it opened up one-on-one opportunities. But there was too many times where – in a big moment, you needed your star player to step up, and he was doubled and out of the way. Okay. I think in Mike Zimmer's defense, if you can line him up over the A-gap, it's a lot harder to double a linebacker with a center snapping the ball. It, it just it becomes way more complicated. I, I just trust that Zim's going to figure out the best way to utilize Micah Parsons and to make him the most impactful for the defense, not just him in the stats, but actually make an impact on this defense.
0: Yeah, you know, and 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 kind of talking about some of the other starters on this defensive line too. I think, you know, Demarcus Lawrence is a very natural fit for this defense. Oh, he's gonna fact, love when, it. when when this defense came down, honestly, he was the first person I thought of just what a what a beautiful fit he is for for what uh Zim wants to do. Uh and, and I think that you know, you've seen that Osa Odegizua is a guy that you know can penetrate upfield. And I, I think that that translates to kind of almost any scheme that's not surprising, just you know, that, that he's going to have uh be a starter and there won't be any issues. Uh, I think you know, some yeah, we'll talk about what that other fourth spot is going to look like and, and who's going to be there, but I do think that you know, the other two starters on this defensive line fit very naturally in, in yeah. Osa and Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, it's really and, and frankly, like we've just discussed, Micah Parsons does too, it's just that we don't have the answers for where he's going to be playing a lot because. They're, they're going to figure that out, and it's going to be in a, in a manner that's going to uh, exploit Parsons' best abilities, and, and so that's not something that we necessarily need to worry about. I want to talk about the defensive tackles
1: in just a second, but you're right on Tank. Like Demarcus Lawrence is a perfect fit in this defense. You look at like the history of Mike Zimmer's defenses. He's always needed that one base end that can stop the run at a really high level, whether it was <laughs> Greg Ellis back in the early 2000s, right? Or you go to Cincinnati, they had like Carlos Dunlop. Was it an that's awesome right. run defender? Or Evers- Everson Griffin Everson when Griffin, he was at the you know. prime of his career. Tank is going to have, I mean, assuming he can stay healthy, he's going to have a monster, monster season. And Mike Zimmer's defense, and frankly, that's the kind of player that Mike Zimmer loves anyways. I think it's a perfect fit, a perfect marriage. I expect there to be no issues there at all. Defensive tackle is a different spot. I want to talk about Osa and his future. On top of should we be concerned about Mozzie's fit in Mozzie Smith's fit in this defense? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet at FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 bucks if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Go bet on the NBA playoffs. You can bet on the playoff game. You can bet on the who's going to win the MVP, who's going to be the comeback player of the year, who's going to be the sixth man of the year. So many great Awards you can bet on over at FanDuel. Again, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA.
2: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, Landon, let's talk about Oso Adigizua, the Cowboys starting mm-hmm. defensive tackle, going into the final year of his contract. I, 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 What do you think happens here? Do you think the Cowboys try to get an extension done now? Do you think they waited out to see how Osa fits in Mike Zimmer's defense? Or are they just not
0: really interested in paying a defensive tackle elite money? I I think the the real issue is all the other names that are up right now, right? Like Osa kind of came along at a time when the Cowboys are just probably deciding that they may want to pay some tackles. But the problem I think is that he's coming up at the time that you're also looking at the money for Dak Prescott, Mike Parsons and ZD lamb. I mean, maybe your three top, you know, uh, money getters for, for not just this season, but but ultimately once they're on the cap, they're, they're they're probably your top, your top three money players. Right. So um, it's, it makes fitting Osa, who I think is very, very deserving of a contract uh, a little bit more difficult. So, I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to play it, uh, play it out a little bit more. Um, you know, maybe, maybe what they do is they try to get something done during the season, right? Like if they can get through, you know, uh, 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 Dak and CD kind of in the off season, maybe, you know, once those things kind of fall into place and, and frankly, you know, we just, and we haven't actually ta- discussed this uh, kind of uh, twist here, but, or maybe we discussed it on Friday, I can't remember. But but the, the NFL just announced the, the salary cap for this coming season and it ended up coming in about oh we did talk about it on Friday. Yeah. It, it came yeah. in at about eleven or twelve million dollars more than what we expected it to. So maybe that you know, just a little extra room is enough kind of wiggle room for you to be able to afford to to sign a OSA contract a little bit earlier than you were expecting. But I do think that in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong. They're definitely going to be trying to work DAC and work CD first I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then you know once they can kind of get their their bre- the engine signed then they can start to kind of see how they can fit Osa into place and and you know work on his contract so they can move the money around a little bit. I would imagine that they would want him back. Um, just because he is one of the few defensive tackles that you've drafted and and definitely developed. And he's been nothing but getting better every single year. Uh, But I I also know that the money for defensive tackles has gotten big, you know, these last few years. And, um, you know, Osa has produced at a level that is deserving of a big contract, I would say. So uh, I don't think it's an easy deal to sign just because of all the other stuff you have to deal with. Uh, but I, I expect the Cowboys to at least try. I think
1: you're right. I think they're going to wait until we get to the season for a couple of different reasons. Number one, you want to see what he looks like in this defense. And maybe he's a much better fit than you ever ever imagined. Maybe he's a worse fit than we're anticipating. And maybe you don't want to commit that much money to a defensive tackle if you're iffy on the fit. But I also think one of the things that's going to help, Landon, is there's a lot of quality defensive tackles on the market this year. And that's, I think, going to help set the market a little bit. For example, Chris Jones is probably the best defensive tackle in the league. He's going to set the top of the market. But then you look at somebody like Justin Matabike from the Ravens, who is a free agent. He's going to get paid. Um, Derek Brown, I believe, is going into the final year of his deal this year. Mm -hmm. He's going to be somebody that gets paid. And I think those three guys will help. Leonard Williams, another one uh, that got traded to the Seahawks. They're going to help kind of – Help you slot in Osa to make this thing a lot easier. I also don't think you can get a deal done with Osa until you get a deal done with CD. But it's hard Mm. to get a deal done with CD Lamb until you figure out what Justin Jefferson is going to make and what Brandon Ayuk is going (laughs) to make. So it's like we're just T Higgins got franchise tag today like you're just waiting on a
0: couple dominoes to fall and then everything will start to fall in place not not even your own dominoes that's that's nope. the problem right and not even the dominoes at the same position of what nope. you're talking about nope. right so and you're right like i i think because the money at wide receiver and quarterback is so important and then you know eventually parson's like you know like i said parson's deal may not come this year but but it, it, it's it's one of those things where he, you're going to want to sign that as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. So there may be they may be already discussing that, you know, situation. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of money that is being thrown around that's going to have. It's not that the Cowboys can't afford it or won't pay it, any of that. It's, it's about being able to arrange the guaranteed money in the years that you want. Right. So that you can fit all the pieces together. And sometimes the the, the the team, the party that you're working with to sign these contracts, they don't want to play ball. So you, you kind of have to like work around those situations. And that's why we're talking about the slotting, because ultimately it makes you prioritize the the timing of all this. And you cannot put uh, as much as you may like Osa, you can't put Osa in front of CD and DAC. You just can't. you know no. You have to figure no. that money out first. Yes. So I, I expect the Cowboys to, to figure it out, to figure out a way to do it. Um, but I'm not confident. You know, I'm not I'm not 100 percent confident. And, I, and it does make me nervous that they could potentially let a defensive tackle go out the door when he's their only, you know, qualified, uh, uh, proven defensive tackle on the roster. Right. Now. He's been their best defensive tackle since Jay Ratliff. Yeah, I mean I think that's not not at all an exaggeration, you know. I, mean, I, I think Wait a minute. Hatcher was post-Ratliff, right? Yeah, but there was one, so there was one season Jason so. Hatcher. Uh,
1: one Ken Bishop yeah.
0: season in there as well.
1: <laughs> Long time listeners, though that we wow. like Ken Bishop and Devon Coleman. Yeah. Uh oh, let's go to the other defensive tackle. Um yeah. Mozzie Smith. Man, mm. you've been on social media. What a week.
0: week. What a week for Mozzie Smith. <laughs> huh? Uh week.
1: let's let's talk about the fit in this defense are you concerned no.
0: about mozzie smith's development and his fit in mike zimmer's defense no i'm not i'm not concerned about his fit i think i think actually this is a much better fit for him and i think that you know in a lot of ways this is a great thing for mozzie um now the question is you know he needs to he needs to gain some of that weight back that he lost for whatever reason uh but i i think that you know it's 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 a good fit for what he wants to do. And I think that Zim will appreciate a player like Mozzie, um, you know, being on this, on this roster, you know, I think if anything, having a, a big bodied guy who's athletic, who can move, who can kind of, you know, break down uh, blocking concepts in the run game. If you, you know, uh, if he can kind of get his hands right a little bit better. Uh, I think that's, you know, that's, that's very valuable in a Zim defense, you know, and it's especially, especially when we have to figure out, Uh, a linebacker situation. You know, if you can get Mozzie up to a spot where he's actually taking up blockers and being a a positive on your defense, I think it also helps mitigate a little bit of your, your linebacker search, you know, that you're going to have to take uh, in this off season. So uh, I definitely think Mozzie could be a good fit in this, this, in this scheme. In fact, he probably is a better fit in this scheme than he was in the previous scheme. Um, But I, I I mean, there is a lot about Mozzie Smith's off season. That's that, (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of things between here and there that, that I got to get sorted out with Mozzie uh before we can like you know count on him yeah. being, I guess, your your pinned in starter at one technique for week one. And I won't be surprised if
1: the Cowboys continue to do some due diligence on some other one techniques to so they're not just oh. solely relying on Mozzie Smith. I mean, Jonathan Hankins, I I didn't know this. Somebody pointed this out on YouTube. I, I Jonathan Hankins is only 32 years old. Not 30, yeah, not yeah. a podcast. It just yeah. seems like he's been around forever. Uh, but maybe you look into free agency to get somebody that's maybe a little bit more dynamic than Jonathan Hankins. Uh, we'll see. It's a huge year for Mozzie. Like, you, this is the offseason where we need to see him make huge strides, right? And yeah. there's no combine to worry about. There's no injury that you have to worry about. He Was it a hamstring or a groin injury he had last year? Don't need to worry about that. You're fully healthy. It's a scheme that should fit you. We better see a big jump for Mozzie because if you don't, then I will be concerned. Like
0: I think it needs to happen pretty quickly here. Leonard. Defensive tackles is a position that's got to get worked on. I mean, even if Mozzie takes a step and plays really great next year, you're still you only have one other defensive tackle besides Mozzie that's of you know, a uh, decent standard. Because uh, yes. you know, we're talking about Jonathan Hankins like he signed, we haven't signed Jonathan Hankins, No. You know, so well, that's the thing is that the Cowboys currently don't have any nose tackles on their roster outside of Mozzie. So they they really do need well, I mean I think you know, whatever the status is of some of the guys that they signed in the offseason to future steals, yeah. but yeah. They, they don't really have any starter quality players at nose tackle. And 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 I think no matter what happens with Mozzie, they need to go out and get another body whether that be through the draft or through free agency. One thing we haven't discussed a lot this offseason, Landon, is the potential exodus
1: of some of the depth on this defensive line. One of the reasons it's been so good over the last couple of years is because they have basically have had two full starting units, but but with Doran Armstrong going to be a free agent. I don't see him coming back. Dante Fowler's a free agent. Even someone like Neville Gallimore who started to play more and more snaps into the 2023 season, the Cowboys are going to be relying on some more young players. Do we expect any of those young players to step it up in 2024? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you would do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Would you take a nap? I know Lynn and I both, we've got young daughters. We would love to take a nap right now. Read a book, show up for a friend. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to find out what's important to you and make it a priority Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can simply do more of it. Uh, If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for any reason at no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Just visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first, first month. That is BetterHelp slash locked on.
2: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Every or on tomorrow's show, Landon and I are going to continue to break down position by position uh, on this team going into the 2024 offseason We're going to be discussing linebackers tomorrow, so make sure you tune in for that. But let's wrap up this show by talking about some of the down-roster defensive linemen. Is there anybody in this group between Chauncey Golston, Junior Fahoku, Sam
0: Williams, that you do think fit Mike Zimmer's defense well? Sure. I mean, I I think – all those guys could be decent decent fits it's it's really just about where they're going to put them right i think the guy that's the most interesting to me right now is sam williams you know he's yeah. just and it, and it's not even necessarily because of zimmer or because of anything else it's just where he is in his career um you know what he is as a player he's he's a guy that um ugh, i think after coming in on his rookie year and having kind of a a, a, break, a breakout season a season that was uh, exceeded expectations uh that he he had kind of a, an up-and-down season last year. I mean, they, they they used him as a special teamer a lot, and they got some up-and-down results from that, right? Um, I, I just think that he, Sam Williams is a guy that the, if the Cowboys can find a way to kind of just lower – I mean, sorry, raise the floor on a little bit just to find a little bit more consistency in his game. He could be an incredibly valuable rotational piece on that defensive line, especially as a guy that gives – uh, severe, you know, relief to Demarcus Lawrence on that other opposite side as kind of a power edge. Um, he's strong. He's you know he's big. He kind of I think he fits that you know the the Zimmer mold of a defensive mm-hmm. end very well, really on either side. Um, <clears throat> but I think the thing that <laughs> that doesn't fit Zim's defense more than anything is that he's kind of a knucklehead, and he's that he's kind yeah. of. Uh, you know, messing up on assignments at times and not paying attention to details. And that's something that Zimmer is either going to, you know, work out of him or he's going to get worked out of town, you know? So I, I do think that Zim, Zim and Sam Williams to me is a, ma- match, a matchup, a pairing to watch because I do think it could go to the either extremes, right? Like he'll wash out completely because Zim will never play him because he just can't figure it out. Or Zim will get on his butt and he'll actually he'll straighten up a little bit and maybe he develops into, I don't know, DeMarcus Lawrence 2.0 at some point. So uh, I, I think to me, Sam is the guy that I, I'm you know, the most kind of interested to see exactly how that pairs out as far as where they play. I think Golson and Fahoku are the are the guys you mentioned, and, and I think that they are the ones that are going to be the most fascinating, right? Yeah. Where yeah. where does Golson go from here? Does he does he try to put on a little bit more weight and go ahead and fully commit to no a three technique? Is he going to be your power end? You know, another power end that they have. Fahoku the same thing is you know almost the opposite issue, right? So those two guys who are kind of the typical tweeners in the Quinn's defense that you need like that are on your roster as depth pieces so it's not like you're you know you can get rid of them or move them off those contracts with combined with their production is just too nice that you're not gonna uh, just move off from them so you you gotta have to figure out something to do with those guys um you know and 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 i think that's going to be all part of the process in the offseason
1: i think the best way to describe sam williams is like high variance that's the nice way to describe it right um, nice. and spoiler, Mike Zimmer does not really like high variance players. <laughs> he likes no, guys he who he know, he know, where they know exactly what they're supposed to be doing on every
0: single play. It, it's weird because he's pitched high variance players that have had higher, you know, highs than, than Sam Williams before too. So oh, yeah. let's, let's, let's but, be clear. Like he'll have no problem putting him on the bench, but I can see a situation where he becomes the next Everson
1: Griffin because Everson Griffin I had a lot of the same issues. Early on in his career, he's one of the ones like he could be, he's one of the biggest X factors. Like, you really need him to develop into that third edge with Doran Armstrong leaving. With I gotta believe that Dante Fowler is going to leave and follow Dan Quinn to uh, Washington. You can't really afford, especially with the Cowboys cap situation, to pay a third edge when you're already paying Demarcus Lawrence. And you've got this Micah Parsons contract coming up. They almost have no choice but to rely on Sam Williams. Yeah.
0: And that's a scary spot to be in. Yeah, listen. I mean, here's here's the thought. You hope that Sam Williams looks so much like Micah Parsons that Micah just kind of grabs a hold of him and just takes him everywhere he goes and that they just kind of know. develop in the offseason together because uh, like twinsies. Uh, I, I just... Uh, that's where my my head goes. Is that I, Sam needs to really just attack this offseason, really take it seriously, dive deep into the playbook, make sure he understands what his role is, and then just you know take the offseason extremely seriously. Get better, get stronger, get quicker, and know that look, here's your chance, buddy. Like this is your opportunity. The runway has been cleared out for you. There's no Fowler. There's no Armstrong anymore. You're the guy like you're the, the third guy to come in and be this pass rusher. You have a real opportunity to make a whole lot of money in this next season. Uh, you've shown that you belong physically, that you're a physical specimen. Now it's time to pair that with some discipline and take your game to the next level. Prove that you can be a starter, you know, cause he's, he's another guy that is, he's, he's pr- pretty close to, you know, contract time here, at, not this year, but obviously the next year at the end of the season. So uh, I think it's 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 time for him to start making his money, uh, yep. and I think the way to make his money is to to kind of take it se- more seriously. To, you know, pay more attention to the details. It's not that he's not taking it seriously; he just needs to focus on details and be more detail oriented. And I think that that he's he could really really shine in this defense uh, if he just kind of leans into it a little bit. Can I make a prediction right now? It is yeah.
1: February twenty sixth. I think the Cowboys go out and sign like a 32 year old veteran edge rusher to just give them some insurance here. And I'm, I don't know the name, right? but maybe it's like Denico Autry, right? Something yeah. like that where it's okay. Hey, this is our, our, our floor. If Sam Williams doesn't end up getting it, like we know that Autry can come in and give us 600 snaps in the season. And he's only going to cost us two and a half million dollars. I think, I almost yeah. think they kind of have to do
0: something like that, Landon. Like, I think they've got to go yeah. out and get some veteran
1: edge rusher. So,
0: definitely. I mean, they have to. I, like, look, I, I, they need the pass rush. To, you know that you can't you just hope that Sam Williams takes the next step. You can, you can hope on it, but you shouldn't rely on it, no. right? So, you, you need a third option in the mix here. Uh, and you're not going to be able to get that in the draft. I mean, no, so especially now with Cowboys
1: aren't drafting one
0: of those guys high, anyways. So, yeah.
1: Uh, All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you right back here tomorrow talking linebackers.